just a great reminder. Like you're not alone. Nobody's alone in this. Right. And no matter what it may seem on social media, um, everyone goes through hard stuff to their own degree. And just going back to, yeah, the community and finding those people. And that's what really helped you get you out of that rut. And now talking about now, what keeps you out of your rut, having each other, having your other friends, um, other people to talk to, um, to have these conversations and to just be open and vulnerable and honest and to like really love. I think that makes all the difference. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleeper. What is up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode with Matt and I, dynamic duo. Uh, we got a fun conversation in store for you today. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, man. This is uh, this is take number two of us virtually doing our podcast as I am still out in Big Fork, Montana, uh, which has been beautiful. And uh, you want to know how I'm doing? Whew, I've been going through it. And we'll probably talk a little bit about it throughout this episode. Um, but kind of I'm on, you know, I would say I'm on the other side. And it feels good. And I've been really resonating with this. I was actually listening to my mentor's podcast, James Wedmore. And he was saying, he's like, and I posted this today on Instagram. Uh, the game isn't not to fall off the horse. It's to see how much quicker you can get on time after time. How much quicker you can get back on the horse, keep going. And it just resonated with me so much. And then, and then he was like, and then you, do, you start to get better at this. You realize falling off the horse is how I grow faster. And then once you see that, you start to say, well, how can I fall off a horse again? So, because those are the biggest learning moments and I want to keep learning and I want to keep growing. And that just resonated with me so much that I, that I made it, made it an Instagram post. And yeah, I was just like going through the shit. And I went on this run to listen to this podcast because I knew he was kind of talking about this stuff. And I'm like, I kind of need that, like, you know, like you're not alone. <laughs> you know, we're all going through hard shit in our own ways. So I kind of needed that. And it was just like, uh, it was kind of profound in the moment, you know, just having that, like he, he ended up saying also, you know, you're okay. Even when you're not okay, you're okay. Like you got this. And when times were hard before you got through it and you're okay now. And you're going to go through hard shit and you're going to be okay again. And life doesn't throw at you anything that you can't handle. So just remember that, you know, you're okay. And life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you, right? We talk about that a lot. And just understanding that like all this, this struggle that I'm going through, and really it's just business struggles, like, which, you know, we could talk about how it reflected through that, um, you know, but, but they're tough, you know, to, to each their own. Right. And it was tough for me. And I was really struggling with this. Um, and just to like, I think if this were to happen to Matt, you know, a year ago, I would have been stuck in it a lot longer, but now I've gotten better at jumping back on that horse and feeling better again. So it's been, it's been a long week, week and a half, but um, I'm feeling great now. It's always good to see you. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to, happy to kind of dive into it. How are you doing, Taylor? 
I'm good. I, um, I, I kind of just want to touch on what you're saying. I, I think it's interesting. You know, sometimes I'm excited for this episode, guys. We, we're going to dive into, we want to talk about mental health a little bit and some of our struggles and uh, get a little vulnerable. And I, I think it's interesting. Sometimes I feel like a broken record with some of the things that we say, and yet it's so relevant mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And <clears throat> getting the reps in allows you to get back on the horse quicker. Like you said, I actually, I saw something, uh, Tim Ferriss posted that I reposted on Instagram the other day, and it's kind of a four quadrant box, but it says, what if I fail? And, uh, the first box is like many attempts and then it's tally marks of how many failures. So there's like 45 tally marks. Um, and the next box box over is successes. And there's like five tally marks of successes. So we said, you know, in this example, let's say you fail 45 times, you succeed five, right? Maybe, I don't know. It's like a half glass, half full, you know, kind of conversation, um, which I'll, I'll circle back on that. Um, so some people might look at it like, Oh, you failed 45 times. Like, that's not good. That's terrible. Right. Um, but then the two boxes at the bottom, it says no attempts. Well, if you have no attempts, you know how many times you fail zero, Mm -hmm. you know, how many times you succeed, not applicable. You can't even measure that because you didn't try. And, uh, and that, that kind of really hit home with like what I, what's going on with like a lot of clients lately. And, and kind of what you're talking about is like, if you don't try, you automatically fail, you know? Um, and again, it's like how glass I saw this somewhere else. I, I reposted maybe a month ago is the glass half full or half empty. Well, I'm not really worried about where it's at. I'm worried about how to fill the glass, you know? Yeah. And that's like all you love, can do. I love that post. And a lot of people loved it. And uh, you know what I always say? You want to be the super optimistic. I say it's always full. It's full of water. It's full of air. Right. And it's kind of looking at it that way. It's like the same thing when I have these failures and uh, you know, this is another, another thing too, right? We have these bad moments. We have these failures. What kind of questions are you asking yourself in that moment? What, what's the question most of us kind of resort to growing up? Why is this happening to me? All right. Why is this happening to me? I remember way back when, um, you know, my ex parents getting divorced and it was a constant, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And even back then, before kind of working on all this mindset stuff and going through us, I, I always asked her, I'm like, well, I don't know, but it is. So what, you know, what are we going to do about it now? And, and I think that start, starts to get into the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions you ask. And when you start asking yourself instead, like, what is this teaching me? What's this moment teaching me? And it's, we're, we're going to have those failures, right? So what is this teaching me? And how, how can we move forward from that? Um, yeah. You know, I love this conversation. Yeah. I think it's funny uh, also, you know, kind of knowing what you're going through and your, your ability to forget as a human is so fascinating mm-hmm. because, you know, in the moment, whatever it is, like, you know, I've gone through bad breakups. I've, had struggles at work. I felt lost. I felt, you know, like I didn't have a sense of purpose. I've felt out of shape and that was tough. Um, and it's so easy to be caught up in that in the moment, but like, I, you know, so you asked how I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Life is good. Um, uh, my, I just finished a coaching certification on Wednesday night, um, which was really cool. I was able to connect with some, some people the first time I've, um, you know, invested in myself in a while. Um, and just attempting to level up. And I got to meet a lot of cool people. I learned some new things. 
And it was a lot of time. So some weeks it was like three calls a week. It was just a little overwhelming. Um, but it came at a good time because, you know, if I think about where I'm at now, um, things are good and I'm happy and I have clients and I, I just launched, uh, a new round of my program and I got a lot of signups. So, um, you know, kind of what I'm thinking, what's top of mind. I had a, a mock coaching call with a guy in this certification. We get paired up week weekly and he asked me, what is my definition of success? And I basically had four points. It was like a community of people around me, people that I love, people that are like-minded people that push me, um, impact. So giving back. So like making a difference in the world, which I believe I'm doing through my work. Um, financial freedom. So the ability to support myself and do the things that I want live the life that I want, have the lifestyle I want, and also give back, you know, financially. Um, and then time, the time to do the things. And all of those are, you know, if I were to rate them, they're really good. I would say, you know, what, what area do I want to improve on the most financially, which, you know, it's just growing my business. I, you know, I, there continues to be iterations of that. Um, but now that this course is over, I've got more time and it's like, oh man, like what can I do with this time? You know? Um, but kind of getting back to what I was talking about earlier, back in May, I, I tried to launch another round of my program and I didn't get signups for whatever reason. Sometimes when you don't get what you want, you get what you need. And it's what I needed because I, I had worked seven days a week, probably for six months up to that point, just growing my business, developing my program, having calls with clients. Um, and I really needed that break. But at the, at the time, you know, cause as much as I coach people and I tell people like growth is not linear, I feel like it should be. I feel like if I had, you know, three signups, then I should have four. If I have four, then I should have five. Um, so, you know, kind of all that we're talking about and you asking me, how am I doing? It's so funny to think that like, sometimes I forget about that moment. Hmm. And, uh, and there's many moments like that throughout my lifetime that seemed like the world was crashing down and I, I can't even remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that. Um, it was reflecting on for myself, you know, what's a perfect day. And actually the same podcast, the same mentor, James Wedmore was like, if you were going to write a book on how to live a happy life by Matt Mahalik, right? If you were to write one for yourself or for the people by you, like your guide to a happy life. I would start by saying, listen to modern happiness podcast. <laughs> Naturally. But of course. Continue. Yeah. But, but right away he said that and I paused the podcast and I was like, I already knew, I know where this is going. And immediately I'm like, well, I'm, I don't even need to write that. I already know I'm not living it. I already know that I'm work, you know, and, and we need these times of the darkness and these times to, you know, like you work seven days a week. So I believe sometimes, you know, that's required depending on your goals and what you want to achieve. Um, at the same time is like, is, is there, maybe there's a better way. Maybe I, maybe I don't have to do that. Or at least we, you know, we talk about scheduling last, uh, last episode, me and you, and that was like scheduling in that, that time for the stuff that fills your cup. And yeah, I was just reflecting. I was like, wow, I'm not living the life that I preach right now. I'm stressing myself out because I want to grow my business. I want to make more money. Ultimately I want to help more people but it's stressing me out and I'm not enjoying life. I'm out here in Montana with my girlfriend to go do amazing things and go on runs and, and, you know, see the sights and the beautiful um, nature and all that stuff. And I'm like, not giving myself enough time for that. And kind of what you were saying to just uh, reflect on like, you always want the next thing and we forget how far we've come. And actually 
Taylor, en- entertain the people. I'm going to grab my journal because I had this beautiful moment of reflection in my journal a few days ago, and I want to share it. So entertain the folks. I'll be back in five seconds. Wow. No pressure. Five seconds, guys. Let's see how long it actually takes him. Um, yeah, I love what, what Matt's talking about where I'm back to here it. he is. Damn. <laughs> All right. I'll, not, I'll flip right to it because it wasn't too long ago. Uh, here we go. So, you know, I'm journaling and I've been journaling a lot of pages this week, just trying to get it all out. And, and that's why I love journaling. It's just like starting my day off of just getting the stuff off my chest. I don't want to walk around with this all day. Uh, and, and even before this, I was not journaling very much. I was like, I don't feel like it, you know, half a page, whatever, but it's been like three pages recently. And um, so, so this one towards the end of my journaling and I, I was actually done with the journal. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not done. And I wrote this down and I don't even remember what I wrote. So I'm just going to read it and hopefully it's not embarrassing at all. <laughs> um, but I said, I am, I am also so grateful for the life I have now. Imagine the added stress of doing all of this work without your virtual assistant. You have a fucking virtual assistant. Remember a year ago when you only had four students and you had no idea what you were doing? Remember two years ago when you were a personal trainer and a photographer and videographer with no clear path to $100,000 a year and you were working 16 hour days? Remember three years ago, you hadn't even left New York City yet. You were still an engineer. Remember four years ago, you were drudging through your work days at Turner Construction with zero hope for a future that you truly loved. And that's kind of where I stopped and I could have kept going and I could add on to all of that stuff. But it's like, yeah, you know, I, a year ago, two years ago, back in 2019 and throughout 20, uh, was that right? I'm losing time, but you know, when I first moved here to Colorado, uh, to be an, uh, to be a personal trainer, making two grand a month, less than $25,000 a year, less than $25,000 a year. I had no idea what it would take. I didn't even think about a hundred thousand dollars a year. It wasn't even the realm of possibilities. And I've, I've achieved that. And it's, yeah, like you said, we just kind of forget. I think you had a post many months ago. It was like, can you, you can correct me on this, but you know, can you imagine a time when, you know, I, I literally what, was waiting. I was going to let you talk. And then yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, remember, it's, remember a time when you wished for the thing you have now. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it goes back to what I said earlier, like how fleeting our memory can be when it's like, things like that. And, uh, the moment when I posted that, I remember I went for a walk and I went to a park to go meditate and I was just looking up at the trees and yeah, similar and different story. Like when I moved back to Colorado of like being broke, like I moved out from, you know, I quit a desk job and moved from Orlando and I didn't have enough money or sorry, I didn't have enough clients to fully support myself, but I just took that leap. And, uh, I actually, Matt, I sent you, I found an old journal. I've probably got like 37 journals um, around here, but like where there were like four goals written down. And this was, it's so funny. Um, when I wrote it, this was like maybe a year and a half ago. Um, I really wanted to dive more into life coaching. And I wrote down a goal of like, I have five, uh, life coaching clients by, um, January. I think it was, it was by January, 2022. Mm -hmm. And I read Mm -hmm. that and I just laughed because I'm like, here we are. It's, you know, as we're recording it, the, the end of September, 2021. And like, this is 
that's more of my full-time gig than fitness is. Yeah. Um, so even though I can sit and be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that launch. I didn't get quite as many clients where the finances aren't quite where I'd hoped. It's like, well, I was just hoping that like people would look at me as a life coach. Right. Yeah. Back then, you know? So, um, yeah, it's so funny when you reflect, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, not only your, you know, your own success, but like I've hired you inside my program. Um, you've done other things, uh, which are not out there yet, but you've been asked to do other courses, <laughs> um, uh, to teach, you know, goal setting and some of the other mindset stuff you work on. Um, so yeah, it's like not just that, but look at all the other things that you've accomplished. Man, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's so funny. We always continue to do this for ourselves, always wanting the next thing and not appreciating where we're at. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super curious. You brought up journaling, you read out of your journal. I actually was reflecting on this. I'll give my take in a minute, but like, I'd love to hear like, what does your journaling process look like? Cause I, I know like the biggest thing for me, um, or sorry for like people that I talk to and clients is they're like, I don't know how to journal. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. so they never start. They feel like they're, uh, typically what they say is like, I'm bad at, I'm not good at it. Or like, they don't know where to start. So I'm curious, like, I think this is really pertinent. Cause honestly, journaling is like single-handedly journaling and meditation. It sounds so silly. Like, I definitely think you should invest in yourself. You should hire coaches. You should like eat well, exercise, like all the things, but like journaling and meditation literally has changed my life. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Getting back to the breath, which is all included, you know, kind of in meditation, I would include breath work in that just cause it's like, you can just sit here and you know how often that I just like, And just that moment, you get so present with that one breath. And Natalie and I went to uh, this lake the other night and just standing there. And we weren't even talking to each other. I'm just looking out the water on the mountains. And I'm just noticing my breath. And I'm like, look at this beautiful moment. And anyway, okay, not to go down the breath work, but the journaling. Yeah, I know. I, I've been there, right? It's like, I don't know how to do this. That's literally yeah, do, you like have, saying, do you have like something specific every morning you start with, or is it, does it change? Like, what does that process look like for you? I have nothing specific and it's typically whatever's top of mind. Like since I have my journal on hand, like I could literally read my first sentence each day. Nine twenty one. I'm so stressed out. <laughs> and then I just went off that and I just started, what am I stressed out about? And then there's literally like, I don't, sometimes I don't even finish a thought. And then I just go on to something else. I'm like, oh, also like, you know, we're going on this hike later. I'm like, actually pretty excited for that. Uh, let's see. Next day. Oh, this is a long one. 921. Wow. it's four pages. The next day. This is what I said before. Even when I'm not okay, I'm okay. Life is, life is a school. Life is a playground. Life is abundant and life is happening for me. Sometimes I kind of get a little poetry going on. And then literally right after that, I'm like, I have two calls today. I'm going to fucking crush it. I just start like writing what's, what's on my mind. Sometimes I write a to-do list because that's what's on my mind. I'm like, I can't even fucking think right now. I got so Love much to that. do. Like, where do I even start today? Uh, so sometimes it's that. Um, I'll give you one more. Uh, what is today? 24th. The 24th. What did I write this morning? What? I think my, uh, I think my notes are off because I don't have a 24th, but anyway, in any case, I don't know. I don't have a process. I write whatever's on my mind. Some days it's half a page. 
Some days it's three, three, four pages like it was. What I always do though, and this is relatively new, maybe this year, um, I now write five things I'm grateful for. And I also have recently added, this has come with, because I'm in a launch period, I've added uh, my gratitude, my, I almost said gratitude, gratitude, <laughs> our chat hey, with Billy, God, shout weird. out to Billy. Um, my gratitude for something that hasn't happened yet, for my goal. So I will actually start with um, the future, the future tense. It is October 8th, and I am so grateful for making $60,000 or for signing on 20 clients or whatever the goal is. And I'll act as if, I'll write it as if it's already happened. And then I'll write five more things um, that's, that's either kind of top of mind or that happened yesterday. And you know, sometimes it's like, I'm grateful for coffee. I'm grateful for technology. Even though it's been killing me lately, it also has a lot of benefits, right? And it allows me to have a business I have. So that's kind of how I always end it. Um, and that's been great. And gratitude is shown to make you happier. So that's why I do it. Yeah, I love that. It's it's interesting because again, most most people I talk to and most clients, you know, they're like, I'm bad at it. And it's really, guys, it's about the habit. It's literally just starting. So what I do with most of those clients, and I'm like, cool, we're gonna do a seven-day challenge every day for seven days. You have to journal. How much do you have to journal? You have to write one sentence. And if that sentence is, I really hate Taylor, he's making me journal, cool, write it down. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, I have clients that are like, Taylor is making me writing. So I'm writing something down. Um, but it's just getting in the process. And I do, it's interesting. My journaling practice has changed a lot. I used to be that way. I used to think years and years ago, I had to have some big, you know, profound thing that I was saying or like whatever. And now it's literally whatever thought comes to mind. And I love what you said about, um, to-do lists. Cause I do the same thing. Sometimes it's like, if I'm anxious, cool, write down everything that you have to do and then keep journaling. But if I, if I were to just think about like a random day, like what it could look like. Cause I also don't finish thoughts. Sometimes it's like, I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm really tired. Uh, I didn't get to sleep as early as I wanted to. And then the next thought is like, man, I really like this girl. I'm not sure where things are going. We had a great day, but I haven't really heard from her. Um, I don't know what to think. And then it's like, man, I'm really loving working out right now. Like training is going really well. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get on it. And then it's like, you know, Oh, you know, this client, I need to send them a text today to follow up. And it's just all these things. And, and again, you know, if those are like four categories, I just gave you, you know, one of those categories might be like two pages mm-hmm. and then one might be two sentences. And it's, but it's like, literally I will just write until like, I just don't have any more thoughts and then I'll just stop. And, um, there's really like, there's power in that. And what I'll say is if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, words are magic. I believe words are magic and powerful. And the cool thing about the written word, cause I have some people who like, they're like, Oh, what if I type things or yeah, I like, I think about stuff a lot in my head. <clears throat> it's really powered, powerful to get it out on paper because, um, if, if I were to time you, you know, Matt, and I were to say, Oh, for one minute, I want you to think through like whatever's going on in your life. Like you could, you could have a ridiculous amount of thoughts, but if it was one minute of writing, you know, it might be like one singular thought about like the hike you're going on later. And the cool thing is it forces you to slow down. And it's like, um, it's a way to process this. Like, you know, like people talk about therapy, it's literally can be therapy where like, 
instead of telling a friend or actually going to therapy with the therapist, it's like by writing it down, um, can bring healing if it's something you're struggling with, or it can bring clarity if it's just something you're that's top of mind, but by writing it down, it forces you to slow down and actually think about it. And what's funny is I've had clients who are like, they kind of have this negative spiral of life or these stories they're creating about a relationship or like something negative going on at work. And then they write it down. And then they, as they're writing it, they're like, this is not true. Why am I even thinking this? But when it's in your head, you just like keep spiraling to the next thought. So I think that's really cool. It forces you to slow down. I love that idea of slowing down. I think there's also, I haven't really thought about this until you're saying it, but there's also the idea because I know it happens to me where it's like, not that anyone is reading my journal. No one's ever going to see this, but there's part of it. That's like, well, if I write it down, then like, yeah, it's true. Or Mm. someone could see it. And like, is that even true? Like, do I really want someone to say like, I'm a piece of shit or like, I'm the worst ever. Like, well, it's not really true. I don't want to write that on paper. Like, okay, I'm struggling right now. That's what's really happening. And, and yeah, we all struggle. And you know, those kind of thoughts starts coming up and dude, I've literally had, uh, somewhat recently, not, not really in the past week, but like, I've had thoughts sometimes where I like start to write it down. I'm like, I don't want to put this on paper. <laughs> like, I don't like, what if somebody saw that? And then it's like, Oh wow. Like maybe it's how, what I think about another person or like, and then I'm like, wow, like, is that, is that actually true? Or do I actually want to think that? And like, it's funny that you say that. Cause it's like, I've actually, I've scratched out words before. Hmm. Um, it's yeah, powerful. You gotta use pencil like me erase shit i'll get out of here <laughs> i'm a mechanic nobody got time for that i actually have a new notebook i'm super jazzed about it because the pens that i have it just flows so oh, that is nice i yeah i don't know i just love my pencil so those engineering days um dude it's funny today i think this was today actually um i just missed i think i missed a date somewhere but uh i just ended the journal like half a page and i was like i'm feeling good today let's get to work <laughs> and then and then i do my gratitude but uh you know it's just like yeah i think i I stopped it mid thought and uh actually it was really funny is that uh ryan fisher was in my dream and that's when i started texting you i stopped journaling i texted you i was like you know uh some ideas on 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 some things and then then i got back to journaling and i was like you know what i'm feeling good let's get to work uh but yeah it's cool like i didn't i didn't even remember that dream until i was journaling and uh it spiraled into like i texted you like four different ideas um, and just kind of spiral into creation mode. And I think that's, what's so cool. If we want to talk about general mental health and like not starting your day on the phone, I think we talked about this maybe with scheduling too, and I'm getting all my meetings mixed up. We're talking about it definitely in, in my program with my students and just to be able to, man, I've been starting my day phone is over on the desk. So I have to get up. Sometimes I hit snooze and go back into bed. I have to be totally honest because I know Natalie's in the next room. She might be listening. So I got to be totally honest with how my mornings go. But um, oh, so otherwise you would lie to us? No, of course not. Of course not. Wow. But, but um, there's been some mornings that I've been, I've been jumping back in bed and, and, and hitting snooze and, you know, because I can. But uh, I get up, turn the phone off, and I go right to, I make the coffee. I grab the journal and I start journaling. And then from there, um, actually, I'm actually this manifestation triangle. Maybe that's a time for a different, or maybe, maybe I'll throw it on the Instagram, but I got it from a, from a friend that I took a course with, um, shout out Sonia. I don't think she listens, but, um, um, so, so I do my journaling, the, the, the manifestation triangle, and then I meditate and I can't tell you how much that has lifted me out of this terrible feelings I've been having about 
my business and the launch and how things are going. And I'm like freaking out. And then I just do this and I start the day getting my thoughts out. And I start the day with these, I've been, I've been redoing Deepak's 21 day abundance challenge for like the freaking millionth time. And it's just bringing me so much joy and it's taking me out of this downward spiral and into the upward spiral and living as my higher self. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, let's attack the day. Sure. Things aren't maybe going the way I want, um, but I can still put in some work today and show it the best I can. Stressing out is not doing anything. And it's so much harder when you just jump on the phone and then I see you make a post and I'm like, well, Taylor just had a good launch and you know, look at him. He's making a good post that everyone's commenting on and no one's commenting on my posts. And what the hell? I taught everything this guy knows about social media. <laughs> and then, you know, you well, see the other uh, people. You, you, you take a week off and the algorithm resets. So yeah, it, uh, yeah, that's right. Big- but yeah, you know, then you see all the other people doing things you want to do or I'm not good enough and all this stuff. And then now your day is like starting in this negativity and it's just tough. Um, and, you know, that's the easy thing to do, I think. You know, there was that post, and I'm going on a rant, but I was thinking this on my run the other day. There was that post that went around last year, and I didn't love it for one specific thing, but it was like, marriage is hard, divorce is hard. Having a difficult conversation is hard. Saying nothing is hard. Um, working out is hard. Not working out is hard. And kind of what it's alluding to is yeah, that, like choose, you know, choose your heart. Choose your heart is what it says at the end. And it's like, yes, working out is hard. If you don't work out, well, you're going to gain weight or not have the life you want. That thing, those things are going to be hard. And that post always bothered me a little bit. I didn't totally know why. And I was, it just popped in my head on my run, no headphones, just going for a quiet, sitting in silence. It's beautiful, right? And uh, let's see, I'm actually, I have some notes here if I have it. But really what I was thinking about is that I don't think, it's, it's correct in where it says working, let's take working out. For example, working out is hard. Sitting on the couch is hard. I disagree. Working out is hard. Sitting on the couch is actually easy. So much easier. We all know it long day. What's the harder thing to do? Go to the gym or sit on the couch and do nothing and not get your workout in. It's easier to sit on the couch, but actually the result is what we're talking about. When you do the hard things, you find success. And when you do the easy things, you find that life does get harder. So really it's the result of those things. And, you know, I've just been thinking, reflecting a lot on that, how just that morning routine, kind of getting back to that. The easy thing is to roll over on bed, scroll through Instagram and get those dopamine hits, which inadvertently makes you feel like shit. And it's not your day in this terrible place. But if you so badly want to be happier and you want this better life, the hard thing to do is, yeah, set aside an hour, 30 minutes every day to journal and meditate. And that is hard. And then if we go down this rabbit hole, we are so fucking addicted to stress in our life, especially now more than ever with the phones. And that's a stressor, right? You think I'm just going to relax, scroll through my phone. Your brain, your central nervous system does not think you're relaxing. It's taking information so quickly and comparing yourselves and all this shit and you're in different places and oh my God, right? I've talked about this before with the dopamine hits. You're in, you're in Bali and then you're looking at a nice butt and then you're comparing yourself to someone else who's more successful and then, oh my God, this person looks like the perfect dad and all this stuff. 
you're not relaxing when you're scrolling. You're, that's a stressor. And we're addicted to that. And if instead, Joe Dispenza talks about this, you take time to meditate. And I don't have, I don't have five minutes to meditate. Well, then that's why you need 10 minutes. And you're going to find when you sit down to meditate and you might actually let go of some thoughts and you might actually be thinking about nothing, maybe just your breath, maybe just listening to the sound around you. Then all of a sudden the thoughts are going to come in. Oh my God, I got to do this. Holy shit. I got to post an Instagram. Oh my God. I got to send this email. Uh, I got to call this person back. All this stuff's going to, and then you'd be like, you know what? Three minutes. That's enough. I've meditated for three minutes. All right. I got to get to work because you're so addicted to that. We're so addicted to those stressors. That if we started to train our body, when you start to feel those feelings, say, no, 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 the email can wait. The post can wait. All this stuff can wait. And I'm good right here in the silence. And it's all right. And that's so hard for us. And that's why it's hard for people to journal, I think, because we're not used to, like you said, slowing down, really processing all this stuff. We're not used to just sitting in silence. But the silence is probably the most powerful thing that for me, makes the biggest difference in my business. And when I, I know I'm like a crazy tangent right now <laughs> and I'll let you, I'll let you talk in a sec. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'll just keep going. But um, the biggest difference in my business is not continue to take the courses, continue listening to this podcast, that podcast. It's actually when I go for those quiet runs with no headphones or meditate where all of a sudden things start clicking. My subconscious mind starts putting pieces together and goes, Oh my God, you should do this. That's fucking genius. And we finally allow ourselves to slow down a little bit is I think when we start to live that happier life, we start to get more used to not stress. We find the joy in this, in the slowing down, but for some reason, or I don't know, I know the kind of the reason, but we're just addicted to that stress. And it's so hard to pull ourselves away from that. And we don't think it's so funny. We don't think that's the, you know, we know, oh my God, all these things are causing me stress. Yet we continue to do those things that give us stress. We continue to pour back into it rather than pull away. And easier said than done. But that's why this is all just practice. Happiness is a practice. Should that be the podcast? Mm. Potentially. Uh, Or the the logo. As you were talking, uh, there's that quote that's like, if you don't have two minutes a day to meditate, you should meditate for two hours a day or something like that, where it's like, um, yeah, it's interesting. I want to, I want to dive more into like mental health, but one thing you said that you talked about, you know, first thing in the morning and, uh, journaling and meditating. It's interesting. I used to, uh, I've kind of switched things up. I, I was for a while going out on my balcony and, uh, which is nice to be in the sun. I'll take my shirt off, get some natural vitamin D. Yeah, baby. Guys, if you um, want, if you want Taylor's address, I think what do you get up at seven a.m. He yeah. roll by. He'll be shirtless. Dude, I've been waking me. up at six fifteen. Woo, baby! Watch out. Um, which is part of it. It's getting cooler in Denver, and the sun's not quite out yet. So I've been going in my room, and actually, I've I've been way more successful with journaling and meditating, being in a dark space because there's too many distractions. Like I live kind of on a busy intersection, and then the sun's out, and just cars going, and Um, it's funny though, because every morning I'll sit there and I'll leave the lights off and just kind of drink coffee. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll journal and then I'll meditate, but like, man, 
Honestly, probably for months now, every day I think about this when in 2018, I was a, a college strength coach at Colorado state university, which was one of the hardest four months of my life, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, and I was staying at an Airbnb with another couple. They had a room for rent. And so I had my room and my own bathroom and I was waking up at 3am. So I had like a coffee maker in my room and I was working like 16, 17 hour days and just miserable. And, you know, wasn't the people that I worked for weren't treating me very well. And I've never wanted to quit something more in my life. And I literally would like drink coffee with my eyes closed because that was like my five minutes every day. Mm -hmm. And so kind of, you know, tying in together everything that we've talked about, like, I think about that every morning where I'm like, man, I'm kind of tired or like, man, I have all these things to do today. And I'm like, at least it's not 3 a.m. And you don't have to drink coffee with your eyes closed, wishing you were somewhere else. And it's just wild perspective. Um, but yeah, I want to, I want to dive into mental health because I think what's interesting, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm, I'm creating stories. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. But I imagine that people who listen to us or follow us on Instagram are like, you guys are always positive. Why are you always positive? Like life's life must be good for you, but it's not always that good for me. And um, I think that we choose to promote that and we really choose to focus on, okay, how can we get out of that? Because like just being sad, you know, we're not, we, we are not saying that like you can't be sad and we're not saying that we aren't sad. We're definitely get sad and we call each other. And I literally was on a call the other day. Somebody asked me if I had a business coach. I was like, oh, well, my best friend is a business coach. And I was like, you know, he calls me his therapist. So like, yeah, he's my business coach. Um, and same, like, you're, you know, you're my therapist because I call you when I'm struggling. And, and I think that's, you know, this coaching certification I'm going through, like, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't feel like I'm really struggling. Like we have these journaling prompts and I'm like, oh, it's because I talk to people regularly about it. So, you know, I think the reason that we were, you know, goody, goody gumdrops and just all these things and like, oh, you know, what, what are the positive things? Practice gratitude. It's because we've both come from dark places. And these are the things that got us out of it. Um, but that being said, like, you know, part of this concept and, you know, this, this is going to air in October and we're doing sober October one as a challenge to, um, you know, not have alcohol for a month. What is October 31 days? Um, yes, sir. Halloween 31 days. And, you know, just a challenge to not do that. And then also we want to raise awareness for mental health. We very much believe it's a real thing. And I know I grew up in a world where, you're a man. And I grew up in the world of sports and especially getting into college and, you know, working with professional athletes and you don't talk about your feelings and you're tough and kind of this old school marble. I can't say that word. Marlboro man. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Um, where you're just like a cowboy and rough and tough and rugged. Um, so, you know, that's, that's not the answer, right? Like I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of vulnerability and being honest. And like my story, the honest truth of this is like, I've struggled hard with depression and honestly, it hasn't happened in a really long time, but like in high school, uh, I went through some serious bouts of depression, you know, and it was, uh, shortly after, uh, you know, breakup with my first girlfriend, which like, you know, think back to your, you know, um, I think I was like 16 at the time. It was like first long-term girlfriend. And like, you know, you just, you, you have so many emotions, you don't know how to deal with it. And like, um, for me, I grew up in a, a small world and, or a small school and everyone knew everyone. And it was like, it was partly that not sure, not sure how to handle it. Also like 
I grew up where I just didn't really communicate my feelings. So like I kept it in for a long time because it was kind of a period of like, we were taking a break. So, you know, kind of thing. And then it was like, oh, I don't want to tell my parents. I want to like, I actually remember if my parents listen to this, they probably don't even know. Like, I remember saying I was going to hang out with people and then just like driving to the next town, driving around for a Friday night because like, I was just like, so afraid of what people would think. And, and then partly too, it was just like, I mean, high school can be shitty. Some of my best friends, my, my guy friends who I, you know, I introduced them to the girl that I dated, they became good friends and they're hanging out and I felt betrayed and all these things. Um, you know, and then, kind of the next big bout was when I moved to Colorado in uh, 2013 after college, I was working as a barista and I, uh, helped start a church and, um, I lived in the suburbs of Denver and like, I'd never felt what's that not build a church. Um, Matt, the church is not a place. (laughs) It is not a physical building. I mean, okay. That's a, wow. Mind blown. That's deep. Uh, but yes, that's correct. I helped start a church. Um, they call it plant a church. I helped plant a church Uh, for, you know, lingo, whatever. But, uh, you know, and, and I, I never felt like more alone in my life. And like, I was out of place because in this town, everyone was married. Everyone had a career and I had no idea what I was doing with my life. And then there were like some things with the church that like, opened my eyes to this organized religion that were like negative. And, you know, I was just really struggling with like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why am I alone? Like, why don't I know what I'm doing with my life? And, um, just was really, really sad for a long time. And, you know, I would say like now, like in the day to day, so that's like 2013, 2014, like some really, really hard times. Let me ask you Um, before you, before you jump to now, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I don't know if you want to go all the way back to high school, but maybe, even back to when you were first in Colorado and having those thoughts you just described. Um, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I alone? Those things. What can you describe to me? Like a little bit more what that was like and, and dealing with that like day to day. And, you know, you were just kept showing up. You were coaching CrossFit, right? Um, and- yeah. Yeah. Coaching CrossFit for a while. I mean, just like this emptiness and like this constant state of sadness and like, um, like hopelessness. Like it's, it's really hard to describe, but it's like, you don't, and like from a physical standpoint, like you don't want to do anything. Like you don't, you don't want to work out. You don't want to like go see other people. Like you, it's like, it's, it's, it's like mental, but it turns into like physical feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, have you ever, you know, have you ever had like this crazy pit in your stomach that like, whether it's from a breakup or like a situation you were worried about, it's like a constant state of that. Yeah. And it's just like, um, and yeah, it was like this weird time where like, I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out of it. And I would just keep trying things. And you that know, was my next question. what, what were you trying? You know, you obviously don't want to feel this way. So was there some, someone, or, I mean, did you have anyone to talk to? Were you doing other things, other activities? Yeah. You know, honestly, it was, it was tough and this is part of my story, like being in the church, because these people tell you, you know, pray to God or like, there's a reason or, and it just is like, what, like why we, I mean, I don't know, we could dive. That's a whole nother conversation about like my views on religion and where I'm at with that. 
um, which I'm, I'm happy to talk about, but it's, it's just really hard because these people just like didn't understand. And I, I moved, there were like 20 of us that moved out from Charleston, South Carolina, and I didn't really know them. And it was, you know, I kind of just felt luckily at the, so at the time there were like seven of us that were under the age of 25 and single, and we became family. And it was just like kind of the shared suffering. So that's, that's how like I got on for a while. And then I just felt out of place and, you know, tried like other churches and like, just didn't know what to do. Um, and honestly, the thing, which is, is crazy is like, I started this CrossFit gym and then that community just opened their arms to me. Mm. Right. And these people like, man, I could tell you stories, but this, I was in the suburbs of, of Denver and I'm going to like house parties with, you know, people that are married that have kids that are in their forties. And I'm like, this is wild. Like, this is, I didn't have college parties like this. Like I'm blown away. And again, coming from that, like kind of innocent church Christian background, I'm like, these people are like, you know, what, what the church would say, like they're farthest from that, but like these people are so caring. And like, there's, there's people at the gym who like, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to share, but, um, I don't know, do some interesting things. Let's just say that with their free time. And I don't see them for a few weeks. And then I see, they're like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, I'm good. They're like, no, no, no. How are you? And I was blown away. And I'm like, why, why is this the place? Hmm. Why is, you know, so CrossFit really like this community kind of saved me. And it, and it was still tough. Cause I was like 23, 24, 25. And my closest friend was like 33, you know? So it was definitely a tough time. Um, and it's, you know, it's wild. People say time heals all things, but it, it literally felt like a year or two of kind of just like this turmoil and struggle. And, um, and then I got to a point where I just had like a really good community and friends. And like, I wasn't sure I still was, had a lot of doubt about like the future and job and career and making money and like things like that. But like, I had some really awesome people in my life. And I would say like, that was kind of the turning point of like, when I was excited to like wake up and have things to look forward to. Yeah, that's great. Pre appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I think, I think for me, um, imagining those times where it's like, <laughs> for some reason, I just picture myself in the car and like, I love music. I love my podcast. I love all this stuff. And I just picture those moments where it's like, I don't want to hear anything. Like, I don't care. I don't want this. Like music won't help. It's all crap. And I want to hear anyone else talk. Just like sitting there with this weight and uh, yeah, not knowing how, how to like change it or not thinking anything can change it. Mm. It's tough. Yeah. It's interesting. If I think back to like high school, like, I mean, I was a young kid. I didn't know anything. I never like experienced this. Like, um, and it's interesting, like coming for full circle, I was thinking about this. Um, shoot. I just blinked on it. There is a book. Um, by oh, Victor Frankel called man search for meaning. Mm. Um, and he, he is somebody who actually literally went, was like in a concentration camp. And then he has this whole school of thought within psychology called logotherapy. And essentially it's based on this idea that like we were meant to have meaning and purpose. Um, and I think about, you know, our podcast with Traver Boehm, um, who runs man uncivilized. And if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, definitely check it out. And he talks about always be building something. And he actually, I have this coaching certification I mentioned with, like I just went through and he had us create a, a statement, like, what are you building? And he, he talks about relationships and codependency. And it's like, always be working on something. So like, 
you know, if we were to talk about codependency and it's like, if your whole world revolves around like a relationship and that could be romantic or it could be like your close group of friends, or it could be your work or things like that. Then like you need other things. And what's interesting when I think back to like high school is because like, I didn't know any better. Like these, these were like new experiences. And I put like all my egg, my metaphorical eggs in these baskets. Um, but you know, it, I kind of like had this revelation as I was telling you the story and we're on this podcast of those were two times that like, I mean, it was very, very real depression. Like I, it's interesting. Cause I have, I have friends and I have clients who like struggle with depression, like on a regular basis and, and they see other therapists and, and get medication for it. So like, I've never been to that point, but those were like the realest of real. And I haven't experienced, I've, I've been sad, but I haven't experienced that since. And I, I think the, one of the biggest difference, like, especially high school, that was like a dark time was like, I didn't have anyone to talk to. I mean, I did, but I didn't feel comfortable. Like I didn't feel comfortable confiding in my parents. I, I was so worried. I was like too worried about being embarrassed or like feeling shame that like, I remember probably for a month, I kept it a secret that like we had broke me and this girl had like broken up. Like it was kind of a break, like uh, what's happening. And then it like lingered for way too long. And then there was like a point where we kind of got back together. Um, and when I think about that, it's like, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone, like, I didn't like, you know, Matt, you and I, the conversations you and I have now about like our life and girls and how we feel and when we're sad or like when we're happy or like, man, what, like, I don't know what's going on in this situation or like just being vulnerable about like, Hey, I actually feel this way. And I'm comfortable telling you that. Cause I know you're not going to laugh at me or judge me or whatever. Like I never had that. And that's what ate me alive was like not being able to talk about it. And so I think part of this whole, like bring awareness to mental health is like norm dude, actually, this is perfect. I, I literally saw right before we hopped on this, you re you reposted something from TikTok about like men, like this guy interviewing, uh, he walked up to a random stranger who was a man. And he's like, do you tell your male friends that you love them? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, kind of skeptical. Like, well, would you call someone right now? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he calls him and he's like, Hey dude, what's going on? He's like, Oh, what's up, man. It's good to hear from you. He's like, Hey, I just wanted to say, I love you. It's like, Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And then the phone call ended. Yeah. He said, I love you and too. Right. Yeah. He said, I love you too. And it was so fucking normal. And Matt, you and I do this all the time. And for some reason that's not normal. And I, I think that's the whole point of this is having people to conf like, we talk about the journaling and, and we could dive deeper into like, how do we manage this mental health? But like, know that like your thoughts and feelings are valid and it's okay to feel the way you feel. And you don't have to like, I mean, sometimes it, it can seem crazy or it's like, what's wrong with me for like being obsessed with this or like not okay with this or like, you know, fixating on this. And it's like, you don't have to rationalize it. It's so we're humans. Like we have these thoughts and feelings um, but man, like, I think that's been the biggest difference in like the last five to eight years. I can't do math of like, yeah, I've been sad, but I haven't been like in a bout of depression because I now have people that I share things with. Yeah. I think that's definitely been the biggest difference. That's how I'm able to bounce back. Natalie has been so supportive of me going through it. I've been going through recently, you know, I called you to talk about it. Um, just get a, you know, fresh perspective and, um, again, I appreciate you sharing. Cause I haven't, I haven't been down a depression like that. You know, I've been sad and sometimes worse than others, but, uh, yeah, sharing that, what it really sounds like to me is that 
it is this community. And it's funny because this seems to be the common theme of our last few episodes uh, with the triathlon team and some of the conversations we've been having that this community is so important. And, and that's why we're doing the Sober October um, together. And we're sharing it with the happiness homies because we want to do this together. And for you to share that, like, wow, this CrossFit community is, was the turning point. And for you to reflect and go, you know, I really never had anyone to talk to when I was not telling anyone that I broke up with this girl, not my parents, not all this stuff. And I just wanted to talk some, to someone. And, and then you referencing the codependency. It's like, you know, you can't rely on this one thing. You should have other outlets. Um, and even just yourself, you know, you can't keep this stuff all to yourself. It's not healthy. That's not how we are as humans. Um, to think we can just do this all alone or that we are alone because we're not and that we all deal with this stuff in our own capacity all the time. And it's so important to, if you feel like you are alone, like you're not, there are people out there who care for you, who would love to support you. And if you've had experiences where that's not the case, you, ha you have to work to go find those other people. I think, you know, um, maybe you don't feel like that's true because you've had experiences where someone makes fun of you, broke up with a girlfriend, haha, you loser. What's that? The fourth one, you know, this year, right? That's not a healthy relationship to be in. You want someone who can support you and you can have these honest conversations with who's not going to judge you, but maybe tell you, maybe tell you the truth and tell you the way it is, uh, but also hold space for you and have compassion for what you're going through. And again, just, I think this is just a great reminder. Like you're not alone. Nobody's alone in this. Right. And no matter what it may seem on social media, um, everyone goes through hard stuff to their own degree. And just going back to, yeah, the community and finding those people. And that's what really helped you get you out of that rut. And now talking about now, what keeps you out of your rut, having each other, having your other friends, um, other people to talk to, um, to, to have these conversations and to just be open and vulnerable and honest and to like really love. I think that makes all the difference. Yeah, I love it. I think that, you know, what's interesting. I kind of learned recently, this is from Traver is, you know, if you have friends who are going through a tough time is to realize that like, sometimes like you, and you could even ask, Hey, is this a listening conversation or is this a, a solution oriented conversation? And you know, it's funny. I think about this. I'll stay on this train because that's kind of the example of high school was like a girl. Right. And you know, Matt, I would say this was like, a little over a year ago, there was a girl that I was seeing and it, it ended kind of abruptly and I was struggling and it's like, I just needed to talk about it. And I knew I was like, I feel crazy for like still talking about this today. And then the next day and the next day, and like, you were great. Cause you're like, dude, I understand. Like that's, that's tough and whatever. And it, it was very much like you, you were exactly what I needed. Cause it was like, I just needed to talk about it until I didn't need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think like, if I could give some advice for people as like, it's not always about salt. And, and like, if you can get to a place where you could ask that, like, Hey, is this a listening or is it a solution? Because sometimes it's like, people just need to say things and they don't, you know, it's not always like, Oh, well, don't worry about her. Like, 
you're, you're way better off or like, go do this or whatever. Like that's, that's not actually going to help. It's like, you know, um, sometimes we just need to talk about things, which it's just funny. Like, and I'm excited that we're having this conversation. Cause I do, I do feel like we're definitely on the, on the spectrum of like, how can we get out of this? Which I think is really important. And that's like, that's also, you know, to talk about this, like I haven't struggled with depression in a super long time because I feel sad. And then I do something about it, you know? Yeah. Those were, I mean, yeah. I think about this most recent time. How did I get out of it the fastest? Uh, it was talking about it to you, Natalie, to, you know, other people. Uh, it was my journaling and meditation and it was going for runs and just kind of like what feel, what makes me feel good, like working out. So those are like the three things I feel like that, I mean, in a perspective, right? Like not to just journal and just dump my feelings, but um, to be solution, solution oriented. And like I said before, to ask better questions. All right, why is this happening? Why is this so freaking hard right now? Because it was supposed to be easy. It was supposed to be a great success and it's not. So what am I learning right now? And what can I learn? And then also, I think I wrote my journal one day. It was like, I can't wait for two months from now when this is so far in the past. <laughs> and then I, and then I'll have new problems to deal with, but like, this won't last and it's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do want to say something else too. It was just kind of came up while you were talking to, to have someone to talk to. And, and if you just want to talk like th therapists, probably great. I've never had one, so I can't speak to it, but you know, it's probably someone great who will listen, who will ask you questions, something like that. If you have a friend, make sure you're not just pouring onto them constantly. Cause I know I've had clients, right? You've seen this, we've talked them through some of this, but a lot of clients I've had are that sounding board for people, but never get, never get, you know, that reciprocation back. And they're just taking all their crap. And that person never is like, well, how are you, Matt? Mm. And be aware of that, that you're not just pouring stuff onto someone and burning them with all your issues. Right. But yeah, sometimes it's just great to get off your chest, but I would say also be solution oriented when the time comes, when you feel like I've gone off the chest. Okay, great. Now I'm feeling better. Hey, you know, how can I support you? I appreciate so much your time and listening to me. And I love you for that. Right. And how can I show up for you? And uh, I just think that's important because I know, I don't feel like I, I think I set good boundaries for myself, but I've heard, you know, through many of my clients dealing with that. And I don't want you to be that person on someone else. Matt and Taylor said to talk to someone and I'm just going to unload everything on someone and make sure there's some give and take, right? That's what a relationship is. So I don't know. Do you have any more comments? I think there's a nice wrap up into, you know, people will be listening to this in October and it's not too late to join us in sober October. Uh, even if you haven't started it, you can join us. Join the Facebook community where like, this is what we're here for to build a community, to be, you know, like-minded people that you can come to have good conversations uh, with no judgment. Um, but also know that this is a solution oriented environment where we're here to help and might ask the question that you weren't asking yourself. And it might be the hard question. Um, and I know I'm doing that currently with some of my clients, some clients who aren't clients, but I do that all the time in Instagram, you know, and ask tough questions and then it scares people away. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You're not ready for it. That's no reflection of me, but, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm here to help. And 
and I know so are you, Taylor. And uh, that's kind of the goal of Sober October and why we're doing this to challenge ourselves, um, but to do it together so we can lift each other up and, and work for, for, you know, a happier life. Yeah, I, I think, you know, kind of final thoughts, like a big goal of this episode was to just be relatable and to show you guys that, yeah, we continue to focus on the good because we've been through the bad and we still go through bad, but like the bad is not as bad as it was when I was in high school or when I first moved to Colorado because of all the things that we talk about. And, and so hopefully the, the goal is we give you some context of like, Hey, we get it. We've been there. We continue to go there and there's a way out, you know? So, so that's why we're doing this. Um, and yeah, again, if, if you haven't hopped on, like join sober October, and if you already don't drink, do something else, like get rid of social media. Like it's really just about like kind of giving something up um, to check in daily. And ultimately the whole point of all this, like, I love what you said, solution oriented, um, is, is the glass half full or is it half empty? Really? It's like, okay, how can we fill the glass? So if you're struggling, we hear you, we see you, we understand. And it's a yes. And conversation. What can we do? How can we get out of that? You know? And, and lastly, I'll say, if you, if you really, really feel like you don't have someone to talk to, you know, reach out to us send Matt a message, send me a message. Like we're here for you. Like we, you know, no strings attached. We're not going to make an offer for anything. Like we, we just really, really want to build a community of like-minded people. So, um, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, definitely. Doors always open on Instagram wherever you can find us. The door is always open. And, uh, again, that's what we're here for. I know that's what's helped me so much. And as Taylor, you know, sharing your story, community and that support that's what's helped you and uh that's what that's what we want to do and continue to give back and live this happy life because we're here for a short time and i think that's you know one of the things we're working on right like it's okay to be sad but none of us want to be sad nobody really wants to sit there and eat you know go ahead eat your pint of ice cream ben and jerry's and watch netflix but for how long wouldn't it be so much more fun to get out there and enjoy the life? So how can we do that? What are the steps we're taking? And that's the idea, right? That's that solution oriented mentality where it's like, you want to be happy. Let's take some action. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right. Awesome. Taylor. Ding dong. I can't wait to get home and see you. You're man. It's going to be like another three weeks or something. Cause you're traveling. Uh, two weeks. All right, man. I hope so. Cross Monday the 11th. I'll be back in next Friday is the 30th and then it's the 7th. So like two, two and a half weeks. Wait, what? Next Friday is the first October 1st. Oh, the Friday, the Friday, the first. Did I just say October? Okay. Where am I? You're right. It is October 1st. Then October 8th is Friday. So you'll be back Monday. Sick. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to celebrate you with a cup of water over October. We'll be together. We can have some LaCroix. We don't have to like. Oh, some sparkling, some bubbly. That'd be great, dude. I might, I might just sit here and drink this flower water right now. Dare me? Please don't. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, that concludes it. Until next time, our happiness homies. Peace out.